Dear Mother, You will be quite pleased to hear that I am no longer in the direct employ of Lucan. As directed, we made our way to meet him at the gates to Terabon. It is a fascinating city. It is a melting pot of cultures, apparent by the architecture of the city itself. The city gate was housed in a large archway covered in gold serpent etchings. Two guards from the House of Whitetail stood at the entrance in full armor. They held heavy tower shields, and their faces were covered by ornate masks attached to their helmets. Just inside the gates we found Lucan. I was surprised to find him dressed in his traveling clothes. He informed us that we would be contacted in the coming weeks by his employer, as they were still very interested in meeting with all of us. Ezra thanked Lucan for exonerating him and his father. Lucan, who looked rather annoyed, waved his hand and said Ezra should thank his employer. Lucan then explained that he was on a mission to track the infinite sight and procure Ezra's book. Sarah looked skeptical. She warned Lucan of the danger he was bound to find within the book. Lucan assured us that he would be fine. Honestly, mother, I've seen Lucan in combat before, and while he certainly is skilled, the infinite sight nearly killed my entire group. Lucan is just one man. Unless he plans on charming his way to the book, I can't imagine a scenario in which he comes out unscathed. I spoke with Lucan privately before he left. I tried to reconcile with him, help him understand my decision and actions. He quickly twisted my words around and used them against me. I left the conversation feeling confused, frustrated, and perhaps a bit heartbroken. Bolt led us to the Satin Cat, a lovely inn sporting a sign with a cat on a pillow out front. The banner for House Janik was hanging in the window. House Janik is one of the noble houses here in Terabon. It is made up primarily of artificers. The house is responsible for the inventing and creating of machines and tools to better the city. They stand out a bit as they don't wear noble clothing, but sport their wearable inventions a clockwork hat with miniature dancers teetering along the brim, a caged skirt that glides along the ground on wheels while its wearer rests their feet, even a backpack that has extendable arms. Imagine how helpful that would be when picking fruit from the tall bullpit tree. We followed Bolt through the door of the satin cat as they called out to Jan Jin. We heard a crash, and a gnome woman with graying hair and a tall bun and massive goggles exploded through the far door and ran to embrace Bolt in a fierce hug. Bolt patted the gnome's back endearingly. We learned that this gnome, Jan Jin, and Bolt have known each other for a very long time. When Bolt first came to Terabon, they lived with House Janik. Their aim was to learn to tinker and invent. They also hoped to learn who they were and where they came from, but after nearly a decade, Bolt was used merely as a party trick of sorts and never given the opportunity to learn. Jan Jin's family, the Haverench House, are a branch off from the main Janik house. They welcomed Bolt to their home with open arms. Jan Jin was just a child then, and she treats Bolt much like a brother. A little button pushing, a lot of quarreling, but all of this is overshadowed by the love they share for one another. Jan Jin, who is the mother to 23 children, made us feel most welcome. She immediately filled us with food and drink as she and Bolt caught up. I kept expecting to see a cat prowling about. After all, we were staying at the Satin Cat. 
Finally, Janjin pulled a little hairpin out of her bun, and we watched it transform into a cat made of lightning. Sari couldn't help herself and kept putting her hand to the cat. Each time it sent a little arc of energy up her arm, and her hair was soon standing on end. Bolt showed Janjin the owl they made. She eyed him suspiciously. Apparently, people around here have been participating in underground mechanical animal racing. Janjin admitted that her husband sneaks out to join the races, and she didn't seem at all happy about it. Bolt and Janjin retired to the workshop for a tune-up while the rest of us relaxed in our rooms. We spent the next several days exploring and enjoying the sights of Terabon. Each morning, Ezra visits the local Tushin training facility. After a few days, Victor mustered the courage to join him. They even had the opportunity to witness a Tushin duel. They excitedly retold the encounter, including a laborious reading of grievances. It sounded a bit boring to me, but I was happy to hear they enjoyed it so. Those two are peas in a pod. Though they belong to different creeds, their ideals are not so different. The Tushins are focused on the science of war, whereas the Eight Rings are more concerned with the art of war. A lovely yin and yang. I like to think of Ezra and Victor as brothers. Where one goes, the other is often not far behind. I took Sari to Lucan's house where I lived before I left Terabon. She was not impressed. Lucan is an expert in deception. Even his home is a testament to his craft. From the outside, you would think he is a nobleman himself, a grand facade with ornate decoration and beautiful shining trim. But inside, his home is run down and empty, void of the luxuries one would imagine him to possess. Perhaps Lucan's home is a metaphor for his own life. He certainly hides his shortcomings skillfully. Sarah and I visited the Bray Alon Tree. It was crafted by House Bray, a noble house of druids who order and distribute spellcasting materials for all of Terabon. One can see the sparkling of Bray Alon from blocks away. The small sapling grew into a huge tree over the course of a few days after being exposed to magic. Shining crystals hang from the branches and the bark and leaves emit a violet hue. The tree is filled with nature fairies and dryads, all crystalline in nature. If I were able to be alone with the tree, I could spend hours there communing with the trio. Unfortunately, it's become quite the tourist attraction, which dampens its allure for me. After a week of working on the mechanical owl, Bolt and Janjin put in the final component, making it a completed masterpiece. Bolt gifted the owl to Janjin, and it glides about the inn, roosting above the electric cat's satin pillow. Janjin has quite the menagerie now. I have been sulking about a bit. I'm embarrassed to admit that Lucan's words to me at the gate cut me to the quick. I've put so much stock into what he says, basing my worth on his opinion of me. Today, Ezra quietly knocked on my door and presented me with a plate of goodies. Figs dripping in honey, delectable cheeses, all kinds of nuts, and even a handful of luna berries. He is so sweet and listened to my woes. He was careful not to try to fix my problems, but instead offered undeserved kindness and support. As we were eating our sorrows, the room was suddenly filled with an overwhelming lilac scent. I turned to find the smell was coming from my communication ring. I touched the ring and pulled a rolled parchment out of it. The wax seal on the letter was embossed with the house Crestor emblem. The note included only an address and time to meet. We took the note to Janjin, and she confirmed that the address would take us to House Crestor. 
House Crestor, a house of magic users, was founded years ago by Lady Bellana Crestor. The house is responsible for regulating magic trade within the city. We immediately took a water taxi to House Crestor and arrived just in time for our meeting. The Crestor house is large and foreboding. It is made from a wood so dark it almost appears black. If it were not for the light shining from the windows, one could almost miss the home entirely in the middle of the night. Two guards in black-plated armor led us in the front gates. A gnarled dead tree was the only vegetation inside the fenced yard, yet the perfume of lilac filled our noses. Ezra and Bolt whispered to each other that they swore they could smell decay beneath the flowery scent. We approached the looming doors and knocked one time. The huge door swung open and we were met by a massive guard in full plate armor. He didn't say anything, but eyed us over. When his eyes finally landed on Ezra, he motioned for us to enter the home. Our footsteps echoed on the marble floors in the immense foyer. Every little adjustment of armor, every shuffling of our feet, every heavy breath reverberated up the walls and became lost in the dome-shaped ceiling. We heard a scrabbling sound, like little claws scraping on rocks. A huge treasure chest scuttled toward us down a grand staircase, its slobbering tongue hanging out of its pointy-toothed mouth. Victor made a little squeak and took a step behind Ezra. I think our last encounter with such a beast has scarred him. We all put our hands to our weapons, but before we could draw, the loveliest woman appeared at the top of the staircase. Her skin was an unmarred alabaster white. Her face, which was framed by a silver and black streaked bob, was perfectly proportioned. She had a slender nose, the tip of which was slightly upturned, full pouting lips, high defined cheekbones, and a jawline that looked as if it had been carved by the most skilled sculptor in an area. Bright, round blue eyes surveyed us behind a splay of thick black lashes. There was no doubt that we were standing before Lady Belena herself. She is the tallest woman I've ever met, even towering over Bolt. More than seven feet of breathtaking beauty. She was wearing a silken orange dress with black trim. A sparkling ruby pendant hung from her neck, matching the teardropped rubies on her ears. When Lady Crestor spoke, she sounded much older than she looked. Her voice was deep and mature. She invited us into the parlor. We all sat, a bit uncomfortably, on her fine furniture. She studied Ezra for a bit. Finally, she nodded, saying that they hadn't taken all of the magic out of him. What Lady Bellana revealed to us next, I am not sure I believe in its entirety. Lady Bellana used to be a member of the Infinite Sight herself. She recognized Ezra because she knows Ezra's parents, as they were both members of the Infinite Sight as well. As Lady Bellana spoke, I looked to Ezra. His mouth was hanging open in disbelief. Ezra's book was actually an ancient text, considered quite sacred and holy. Ezra's mother began searching and studying the book, looking for a specific ancient prophecy. This prophecy, she claimed, was dependent on Ezra. He would become a catalyst for change, to bring about the end of days and act as a savior for her people. Outraged at the idea of his son being used against his will, Ezra's father stole the book and hid it from the infinite sight, parting ways with his bride and taking Ezra with him. I saw Ezra swallow back his emotions. 
I can only imagine how he must have felt in the moment. Whether what Lady Crestor said is true or not, it is difficult to imagine that your whole upbringing has been a lie. The room was thick with tension. Lady Crestor motioned to her treasure chest pet. He opened his mouth and she pulled out a locked leather journal. She explained that the Infinite Sight has tried to change her past and alter her memories, but that she keeps a time vault, a detailed record that even time magic cannot change, to remind her of the true past. She even revealed to us that Ezra himself has been changed. His true past before we met with the Infinite Sight was very different than the one he remembers. It is quite terrifying, Mother. The fact that someone has such power and magic that they can change our very perception of reality. It is times like this that I can appreciate the philosophies of our people as masochists. But rejecting the use of magic doesn't make it any less powerful or any less real. Lady Bellana has extended an offer to us. She would like us to work for her directly. Though she currently employs Lucan, I no longer have need to work for him. I will answer only to Lady Balana. That little wounded heart of mine pounded with joy at this news. I am finally free of Lucan and can move forward as a true member of the Wayward Watch. Lady Balana has tasked us with rooting out the presence of the Infinite Sight in Terabon. She has detected a faint aura of chronomancy around House Greenwood. She suggested we start with Braff Greenwood, one of the sons of the Greenwood House. She gifted us each a badge, sporting the Crestor House emblem, and we all signed a magically binding contract to fulfill her charge. I am feeling happier than I have in a very long time. My station in life evolves each day, and with the Wayward Watch, I think I have a shot at fulfilling the wishes of my ladies. I love you, Mother. Eve. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to session 16 of Tales of Maria. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have to bring the volume down yeah, on that a little bit. Okay. Headphone well, warning, like two seconds ago, flash the headphone <laughs> warning now. Um, but we're all I, back. I cap it. I cap it so that everyone's right. loudest moments are not too loud. Okay, perfect. Should we test that? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I noticed? You need to take my voice, especially when I laugh, and put it to like zero. No way. <laughs> it is no way. the most no. annoying laugh. <laughs> Whatever. It is. No. Nope. I'm like, ah! <laughs> you're, you're the, from Friends? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, my, no, my laugh is ten times worse, so you, don't, you don't get any special laugh. treatment. Well, I, I can't laugh on command. Oh, well, apparently I can. <laughs> it honestly, I have like twelve different laughs. Every time, see if you can spot them all. Every time you laugh, it brings joy into the to the episode. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, we I get, laugh at pretty get, much everything. I'm easily entertained. Five new subscribers. 
per lap. Every time a bell rings. Yep, every time a bell rings. Five new subscribers. A subscriber gets their wings. Apparently, I have to laugh or I have to make Tori laugh a lot more mm -hmm. because uh, we got to But welcome back uh, to Tales of Venaria. Last time you guys uh, had just left the uh, Crestor Mansion, uh, new patron. Uh, in in your pocket for the time being, you're you're getting ten gold a day, which is a huge retainer for uh, being on the job. Like that's that's incredible. Uh, typically, because I looked up patrons after I uh, announced after you this, gave us one. Yep, uh, it's about one gold per day for a retainer. So so this is a this is a active like you are doing a job. You get ten well, gold per day. To be fair, Lady Crestor has been alive for a really long time, apparently. We don't know how, but hoarding her gold. Yeah, so generation. They're all in that time. It's all in that time vault. She smells stinky though. So seriously, I think she's a witch and she's living in a box. Oh wait, she's a vampire. I don't think it's a I'm thinking witch. I'm thinking witch. I vote witch. These are all fantastic theories, and I'm going to give everybody an epic die because they each had a theory. Ooh, maybe one right. of them was correct, maybe not. You think we'll meet half the cat again? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, thank you. I've been assaulted. Um, <laughs> so, I I, uh, I just went through the last episode, and we did not roll a single dice last time. So, wow. that was uh, that was some great oh, roleplay. No. Hopefully you all enjoyed it. It was a natural one. Oh no. And let's go ahead yeah, and get started with that. <laughs> so you have, you have a new goal in mind. Yes. Does anybody remember what that goal is? Find the Greenwood punchy face. Greenwood Brock. attack. Greenwood. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if an attack was implicit in search for, our I don't know, discreetly taking care of a problem usually means murder. What's like, going on with House Greenwood? Yeah, I think I some investigation yeah. comes first. <laughs> True. Seduction. Yep. Investigating House Greenwood. I'm all over that. Yep. Oh, that was the plan. It was with dress you up. Right, no, Sarah isn't supposed to seduce. No. It wasn't Sari? It wasn't Sari. Bolt. You can try. I mean, <laughs> here's the deal. Fail. Eve is Eve. That's like, right. She's, she is. she's really pretty. That's, it's right up her alley. True. Yes, yeah. but I have all the buttresses. <laughs> there. But yes, to, to reiterate, uh, there is a noble that you are supposed to investigate uh, named Braff Greenwood. Mm -hmm. He is one of the noble sons of the House of Greenwood and... Lady Crestor believes that he is working with the Infinite Sight for some nefarious purpose. So you are supposed to find out what that purpose is and root out the Infinite Sight within Terraform City. Mm -hmm. How you go about doing that is entirely up to you, so I need to know, what is the party's next step? Well, so she gave us... She gave us... Didn't a she list give us a list haunts. of, like, where he she, might be? She gave you the name. She really, like... The only place that she knew he hung out was House Greenwood. Okay. Right. The the big mansion that that all noble sons of House Greenwood what, basically live. What do we of. know about Brath? Like, is he like a younger knight, or is he like an older guy? That's a that's a good question. Um, I don't think there's too much information that you okay. have on them currently. If okay. somebody can roll me a history check that's been to Terrabond before, uh, which would be Eve and Bolt, I believe. Eighteen. Eighteen. Better go with that. Um, Bolt, all you know about Braff is that he is one of the younger sons. He's not uh, next in line for the the main house. I, I believe the current head of the house is, uh, if I'm not mistaken, it's Malacras Greenwood is the guy's name. But I will double check that. 
while we are going on here. Uh, but Braff is probably about the fourth son of House Greenwood. So he's very low on the list. It's a very low pressure job. He's probably got some sort of officiator, like I handle this part of the road or I handle this particular aspect of our, our family business. If, um, if Victor asked between Eve and Bolt, would they know of any guild halls for, for uh, bounty hunters? That might have information, be able, like pedal in information. Uh, yeah, you could you could find, you could roll some checks to try and find a good like uh, a tavern where bounty hunters like, frequent. And I know a guy or yeah. like a mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yep. Is there is there somebody that is, is there somebody in your bounty hunting profession? That I, do, you I might wouldn't know? know. That's the thing is I've never been here, and that's why okay. I'm saying I I would probably look for the location and see if there's an I know a guy there kind of thing is what mm-hmm. I was in. Yeah. So so I would say I would say if you want to do that. Uh, go ahead and roll me an investigate check first. Let me if that if that is the plan. Let me see if if my own um, background may come in handy here because my my background is a is a courtier. Okay. And my the feature is a court functionary, and it says your knowledge of how bureaucracies function lets you gain access to the records and inner workings of any noble court or government you encounter. You know who the movers and shakers are, whom to go to for the favors you seek and what the current intrigues of interest in the group are. That feels like like we could use it. So that that will definitely get you information on uh, where, like what Braff specifically does for the Noble House and where he is in the hierarchy, for sure. It might not give you information on where he is, but it can give you an idea of of, uh, his specific motives. Right, okay. And my, like mine, because I rarely read it, Talks about how um, frequent contact with people in, in the segment of society that your chosen quarries move through, yada yada yada. This connection comes in the form of any contact in which city you visit, a person who provides information about the people and places in the local area. And I rolled a fourteen on the, so I'd be on the opposite end of the spectrum. So like yours okay. is like the more like whatever government functionaries, like and yours is like the where does he go after dark? Yeah. What mm-hmm. what uh, lady of the so night does he frequent? Exactly. I think we could cover both yeah. of those. So why don't we maybe? I mean, I don't. I don't know how much you want us to role play this, Corey. But <laughs> like, let's, let's go ahead and talk about like what you guys want to do as a plan in character. I was thinking like maybe we see if we can find like if there's some sort of public record house or something yep. like that somewhere that we might be able to get access to like. A rap sheet, maybe you got the, a DOI. Well, or like D-H. the the um, you know the the horse under the influence, H U I. The um okay, so like I have access to the records and inner workings of any noble court or government you encounter. So like records, I'm thinking could be helpful here. Like yes, maybe we find. I was actually before you brought that up, I was actually thinking about going and trying to find like any like public uh ledgers or like exactly. per- yeah. building permits tax stuff uh-huh. anything that's like publicly available to try to find out not necessarily where braff is but maybe what their connection to the infinite yeah site. or if, if there's or if there are any, any like expenditures that don't add up or right. make sense any like, leverage yeah so i'm a good, pretty good investigate on that on, on um if so. you want i know splitting the, splitting the party's bad but i think we might be okay in role play scenario what if you guys <laughs> sought out the high words. court stuff and and we went and uh, we did the seedy stuff and see what we can dig up? Get uh-huh. the dark side of things. And and like I'm fine 
like uh, you can edit this out, but I, like I'm fine to like if you want us to just like go to a public records house, like make a couple of rolls and be like, yeah, that's good enough. Like you kind of piece some things together and learn X. Or do you want us to be like, okay, we're gonna get a ledger and we're gonna look at the tax information and see if it tells us like I don't. Where he's like, mm, tax information. There you go. Have it all written out in your He's like, I have their W two. Building plans. I'll handle it like I would as a DM. That's fine. So yeah, it wouldn't be. It wouldn't be like I'm not going to make you go through tax records. Nope. Didn't find anything in the tax records. What else do you want to look for? Don't worry about it. I don't know. That's that's my job. I'll figure it out. So what we're going to do then? We are splitting the party. I'm guessing Bolt. Eve and Ceradon are the more upstanding court. citizens yep. of the. Uh huh. Yeah. I'm upstanding. I just don't want Vicky to get hurt. It's true. I'm, I'm very tall, so I'm very upstanding. <laughs> it's a fact. So that'll be tomorrow. You guys go back because oh, it is, okay. it is well, in the evening. Uh, it's been a good game, guys. Yep. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> See you tomorrow. Um, because it, it's uh, well into the evening at this point. You guys got here at around 5 30 p.m. Um, if an area has the same clock standards. Ooh, Lady Crusher is so long-winded. Oh yeah, <laughs> but she's also she she's a night owl. She does. There's something about her that she doesn't like the daylight. <laughs> she's immortal, basically. She so. likes the night. Doesn't, doesn't I, love, really I love how like you guys are like tallying up points about like what she is. And Next time I see her, I'm gonna just whip out some garlic and be like, mm, "Want some?" Or just <laughs> eat some garlic beforehand and breathe on it. Just don't make just any deals. The whole world. <laughs> <laughs> don't make any deals with her. Oh. Mm, a white. So <laughs> Just don't invite her. Oh, no, we made a deal. We're magically bound. Okay. She's a genie. She's gonna. There's a twist. So oh, I guess I, I think I think Faye would be the one you'd be one worried yes. about. Yes, one point for Faye. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think we've got all the technical difficulties resolved. Fingers crossed. Uh, I'm gonna play the whole game like this. <laughs> I always have a toe crossed. Thank you very much. <laughs> Perfect. Um, really? Yeah, I, I, I have a curved toe. Uh, insert <laughs> pictures of Corey's no, here. Please don't. For those of you that love feet, yeah. no, 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 no. That, that's that's for the only this, yeah, Tarantino movie. That's, that's the YouTube. That's uh, if you sign up for the D4 premium, <laughs> then you get the then you get feet. Picks. No, this is the OnlyFans, but it's only feet. Only feet. Only feet. <laughs> um, You've asked. Yep. I delivered. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the basic plan, as I understand it, is uh, Eve. Tori, not Eve Tori, Eve slash Tori, uh, Sarah Dawn slash Colby, I'll just lean into it. Okay. Eve's nickname is Tori. Yes, so Eve for some reason your nickname is Tori. So and uh, Bolt Scott uh, will be going to the uh, a records house to try and find like public records for any recent acquisitions, any recent like cash movements, that sort of thing that would be on the public record for yeah. House Greenwood. And then uh, meanwhile, Ezra and Victor will be going to uh, kind of your bounty hunter contacts in the city to see if you can find out anything about brass movements, who we might be hanging out with on the other side of the coin, as it were. 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 Um, so we'll go ahead and cut to uh, the uh, three taking the more public facing road. We'll call it that instead of the high road, just because. the high road. Yeah. Um, not necessarily for any, anyway. Uh, and it is a, it's basically a nice little like public records house. It has the symbol for House Whisper Silk on it. Yes. House <laughs> Whisper Silk handles uh, all sorts of public records. Um, so you guys walk in, there's a nice, uh, Nice young drow woman there, and she kind of stands up. She's got, it's not a, it's a kind of, um, it's not a high level like noble's outfit on, but it's very much 
very formal, very uh, well-maintained, that sort of thing. And she goes, how can I help you today? Um, Sarah is like a little, like, should I just be direct? She's like, I don't really know how else to be. She's like, we're looking for <laughs> records on, uh, public records on House Greenwood. Do you have anything uh, that we could take a look at? Yeah, we have plenty on House Greenwood. This way, please. That was easy. And she <laughs> kind of walks around <laughs> um, through stacks of you know, different She's filings, like, ledgers, turns around. journals. Nothing you're doing is illegal. So. Yeah. <laughs> or is it? Yeah, <laughs> I know. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Um, and uh, she leads you to a section and she uh, she kind of waves her hand. And she says, um, this is this is uh, where all of the House Greenwood ledgers and holdings should be. If you want to go ahead and take a look, there's some uh, tables and lecterns over there that you can uh, put the books on. And um, just uh, let us know when you're done. Thank you very much. And then she walks away. Very trusting here. All right, excellent. Okay. And why shouldn't they be? Yeah. We are totally trustworthy. So let's go ahead and get history checks, I think. Not history checks. Investigation. Um, investigation. Uh, if you can justify some other ability mm. that you might be good at that would pertain to book mm. learning and I'm reading. I'm going to persuade the, the statistics. The knowledge check. into you. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Listen, book, I really need this knowledge. Can you like... And athletically read. <laughs> you're you're going to carry the really heavy Speed power yeah. reading. All right, investigation. They do have some of those cool, like, Multi lecterns that are on like wheels. Inspiration to like, reroll. Oh, that's all right. 19. That's better. 19. 19. Uh, 23. 23. After inspiration, of course. Poop. 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 Uh, Eve, uh, <laughs> your book is upside I, down. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, thought, I, thought, I thought you were going to say there are restrooms. Right. <laughs> Over there, you don't. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this, this, this. toilets, or is that too magical? <laughs> the poop witch has disappeared. What happened? It's pretty early for poop jokes. We're just going straight. We really started it's early for the channel. We're not early for us. We're an hour and a half yeah. into this thing. <clears throat> All right, with a twenty-three, there are a few holdings that definitely stick out to you. He's like. holding it right now. Yes. Um, <laughs> just disappeared. <laughs> sorry, Dallin, just you, broke you broke it. You broke it, Tori. Come on. Sorry, I forgot she's a sucker for a good poop joke. <laughs> There's one thing we know about. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. Now yeah. the comments are gonna be full of them. Oh, please don't. <laughs> Do it. Yeah. It'd be so funny. <laughs> Alright, everybody poop emojis in the chat all the way down. Now I know what her favorite emoji is on the phone. Yeah. Obviously. The peach. The ice cream one, right? Yeah, the ice cream. Ice cream with the face. Chocolate ice cream. Are my favorites. Okay. And lemonade. Anyway. Alright. How are we doing with the rolls? Yes, so with a 19. And a 23, um, the two of you completely ignore <laughs> Eve <laughs> as she goes through. You go you go through some inconsequential book about, like, the history of House Greenwood. I mean, you know, like, you know where Braff stands now, but it, it doesn't really give you any insight other than, like, he's a low-tier noble son in the house. Okay. He's in direct line, so it's not like he's, like, a cousin or anything yeah. like that, but he's still, like, the fourth son of the noble house. Okay. So we gotta he's kill like three hogs. three people, four people ahead of him to mm -hmm. get him to be 
Got it. That's how that works. You're yeah. just like, yep. of House Baratheon, black of hair. Yeah. <laughs> of yes. House Baratheon, black of hair. <laughs> so we've learned that he has black hair. Yeah. Actually, Greenwood are notable for blonde hair. Okay. We've mm. learned that they have blonde hair. And, and uh, unless they go swimming in a chlorine filled lake, then they get green hair. Greenwood, yeah. green hair. Um, correlations. I there's some there's some chlorine elementals out there. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> they are very deadly. Yes. Don't breathe them. Uh, but yeah, so you kind of okay. you kind of get that. Uh, also, you learn that uh, mostly they try to stick between like their their house is very much like mostly humans and elves and half elf combinations kind of thing. It's not it's not any sort of well. I mean, obviously on paper it looks very like racially charged, but there are a few outliers like, oh, there's a drow right here. There's a genasi over there kind of thing. Um, but the family tree kind of sticks to that same quartet of like races. So mm. trio, trio, trio. Street What did you say? Elves, humans, and half elves. Got it. Obviously elves and humans so make more like half a duo elves. Yeah. of races. Mm -hmm. Duets. Um, but uh, for Ceradon uh, and Bolt, the the buildings that you discover, there's like a lot of different warehouses recently. Uh, there's a big warehouse down by the Great River, which is notable because they don't usually have any sort of business at the Great River. I do take note of the like locations of these particular warehouses, just in case. Yeah. Just in case. Especially yeah, if any of them addresses like, there. Yeah, especially if any of them like majorly stand out to me. Yep. Or if we go missing, you know where to look. There are a lot of big purchases from um, shipping companies from House Darnathel, uh, which handles most of the like. Uh, most of like the boat work, the handling, shipping, and receiving of goods. D during this montage, uh, you know, Sarah would turn to Bolt and be like, "Why would a house that was uh, tasked with the protection of the Long Road need warehouses along the river?" Hmm. And well, then the music picks back up. You know, cuts to another <laughs> montage scene. Yep. Eve again. <laughs> That's where the poop goes. Diagrams <laughs> 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 of the aqueducts. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, but you also do find another warehouse that's closer to typical Greenwood Holdings, which doesn't make it uh, too surprising, uh, except for it was purchased on the same day that. Uh, the Wayward Watch had their encounter with the Infinite Sight, hmm. which is why it stands out to you. Hmm. Okay, interesting. I'll take note of that as well and, and relay it. Uh, That's part of the montage. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. And then uh, you guys can, if you want, you can leave the books there. They have. Yeah. So I mean, if there's if there's nothing else that we can find with more rolls or anything. Is is there anything specifically that you would want besides what I've given you that we can roll for? Um, I want to see if there are any payments, records of payments made to the infinite site. Okay. <laughs> uh, no, there are not. <laughs> um, I was thinking uh, anything that maybe they they've like filed for a permit or or uh, some kind of paperwork for anything like that seems super unusual for what their house does, right? Okay. So like, you know, obviously goods and services and stuff like that mm -hmm. and like maybe some building some new like some couple warehouses but like anything that just is off about that okay. was definitely not something that they normally would do as far you know? like they they have they have purchased a couple i'll go ahead and just <clears throat> like a 23 and a 19 between the two of you they're we're not going to make you roll again uh there are payments in there for uh large uh shipments from the wellspring item company okay. and there are several permits to have those shipped through the city basically 
because it is magical goods, you have to get a permit from House Crestor. Um, not necessarily like Lady Crestor goes through all of those, but yeah, yeah, gotcha. it's one of those things where like House Crestor has approved a a large magical shipment to X warehouse, and and the warehouse that you did um, see that was purchased on the same day is one of the destination warehouses, okay. as is the one by the docks. Well, I um, I don't see anything else here in the past what six to eight months that we've gone through their books that we can. I don't see anything else. I think we've got some good leads. I'd, I'd say perhaps we start at the uh, this warehouse that um, that was purchased the day we had our run-in with the Infinite State. I agree. However, I do believe that we should probably wait for of course Victor and his to get done. We should see what they've been up to. Starlight. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't Starlight. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we'll we'll go ahead and do the uh, Star White standard Star Wars like one side of the screen to the other side um, to a shady uh, inn. Preston, what is the name of this inn that you guys have arrived at? This bounty hunter frequent is within... Um, the spider's underbelly. Okay, the spider's underbelly. Yep, definitely. Um, Sounds underbelly. They, they also they also show like. Uh, the sigil for a house that, for a moment, makes you think it is uh, Whisper Silk, uh -huh. but it's actually uh, Silkborn. Mm, Silkborn. Yeah, which is one of the uh, Splinter houses, and they deal they deal mostly in luxury goods. So it's interesting to see like an inn carrying their colors, but uh, it's kind of a a not very well kept secret to have house uh, like to know that the the three houses that used to make up Whisper Silk all like vie for information and deal in shadier things just because that's uh that's who the houses have always been so the spiders underbelly, underbelly. And, and you come in and uh it is kind of like this kind of darker environment there are a lot of uh, uh people in more ragged clothes wearing traveler's clothes heavy leathers that sort of thing scars on the faces, missing eyes, missing fingers, missing teeth are pretty common. Um, and it's all kind of, it's all kind of uh, pres not um, presided. Yeah, it's all kind of presided over this large uh, stuffed spider carcass. Like that seems like three times the size of any like spider you've ever seen in the wild. Like hanging from the ceiling. Yeah, and I, and I mean like a dire spider that you've seen in the wild. Cause you've, you've probably seen a few big well, ones out there. Well, we fought the ones from the test. That's true, yeah. Or is it bigger than one of those? <laughs> it is bigger than one of those. Yeah. And one you can just yeah. like, it just basically it's underbelly, which is this, which has been painted with the, uh, the, it was the silkborn? No. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. silkborn. Uh, the silkborn colors just has been, it basically just covers most of the ceiling. So is there like, a, is it one of those ones where it's a tourist attraction for the underbelly where they come and like sign their name? Like, so it's always here. Or yeah. It, like, it, like that's not encouraged. Obviously <laughs> like, they have to like scrub the names that aren't popular, but there are a few like famous names on there. Or like, like the you tables, see... you sit at a table and you'll see like famous gangs. Or, like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe it's like kissing the Blarney stone. You have to kiss yeah. the spider's underbelly. Oh, you actually have to kiss the, 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 the uh, the talons, which are still dripping with venom, not the talons. The it would be mandibles. The mandibles, yeah. Maybe that's like their and drink. If you survive, when they make the their drinks, that's the garnish. Like they just. No. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can you can definitely order like a spider's underbelly, and they they'll fill it up with 
probably just meets dead meat, and then they'll roll it up to it. And they'll they'll dip it in. They'll basically just dip it in the thing, and then hand it to you. And you have to you have to wonder if like if there is any toxin, like if yeah, there is around there, or yeah, if you. Yeah. It's like drinking on cake milk for science. Perfect. Not for Ezra. And there is a there is a uh, dwarf at the table or at the uh, bar. Okay. Rather, I'll approach the bar, and um, he has he has kind of like. Uh, a big black bar on the tattooed across his eyes kind of thing and his hair is just pulled back in a in a long braid and he goes you're new yes we are here um we are uh, new in town i am looking for information and i'm gonna kind of put my hand on the table and kind of knock showing off like the the eight rings kind of sigil on my ring oh interesting and um what what is your favorite gemstones sir it depends but uh the i would say uh, this is like on the spot i don't know (laughs) (laughs) preston likes ruby um the jade suits me nicely well we're always helping Helpy, helpy to hap out a friend. <laughs> He's a little drunk. Yeah, I've, I've had one too many sweaters on our bellies. We're always happy to help out our friends who love Jade. What, um, what information are you specifically looking for? And uh, usually that's ordered with a drink. Absolutely, I'll take the hardest thing you have. Right. And for you? Mm, water, please. <laughs> this is like cardiac. Everything's like, a little scared. You hear this? Like everyone, like water. Water. <laughs> water is out uh, on um, the sidewalk. All right. Perhaps just a, a nice mead. Clean. No spider dripping. So he'll, he'll pour you a mead said mead, um, and then he will. <clears throat> Do another meat said meat, and then he'll take like the little ladder up to the the spider and just dip it in the in the thing, and then hand it to you. Uh, Can I get two dips? (laughs) I like you. And he he goes up and he and he dips the other uh, the other side of the thing. And then this is completely a bluff, by the way. Yeah, (laughs) Preston's gonna be out for the upcoming fight. This is like fourteen d six poison damage. What's it called though? Brent Sanderson, she goes and oh, Shalon, Shalon, yeah, Shalon, like Shalon drinking. Veil. Oh yeah, 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 and she just burns it off at the stormlight. Yeah. I don't have that luxury. <laughs> Anyways, um, take a drink and ask your question. Uh, so, I guess uh, well, we are looking for. Uh, do you have any information on Bran Greenwood? Yes. Breath. Not Bran. Barth. Barth. Breath. Breath. Uh, we're looking for information on uh, Breath and perhaps the Greenwood House. We've heard he's the lesser child of the noble house. Really? Perhaps has maybe uh, well, dealings in places like this. Only want information, really. Um, nothing of too much consequence. I'm sure you can uh, understand that I'll put uh, like five gold coins on the counter. All right, that's a fine start for your tab, but I'm afraid that drink and information is ten gold. We're talking noble houses here. There's another problem. Not a problem, and and here's uh, here's two electron pieces for your trouble. Glad we went with the free public record auction. We're gonna get all the juicy details. So five, five, and then two electron pieces. Yeah, so twenty gold total. Okay, which. 
But she, he looked like he was about to say 10 gold each, but you handed him the two electrums, so he's just going to scoop that into the yeah. pocket. And he's going to say, uh, yeah, Brath. He, uh, he comes in here every now and then with a couple uh, ruffian friends of his, a couple guards that he's gotten under the Greenwood payroll. They usually come in here uh, before they make their way to the dreary lady for the evening. I'm dealing just enough to drink, but I meet someone or... Uh, usually they just come in here to drink a little bit and uh, talk about their recent winnings, and then they'll head off to spend said winnings. Oh, interesting. So he likes to gamble. Anyway. Is it on the races with the, uh, what are they called? I can't oh, remember. the, uh, the birds. Mm-hmm. This is Preston telling. Um, the, from last episode. The, uh, the drone races? Mechanical. <laughs> yeah. The mechanical race. I think they do, um, they do something a little hardier than the simple races, if you know what I mean. Fighting. Yeah. I like uh, that. And the dreary lady has the place to partake. Sounds like it's a house of ill repute. Thank you, random person at the bar who I've never met before. You're um, fantastic, by the way. Can I get a little more? Uh, yeah, sure. And he grabs some chips and he goes up to the venom thing. And <laughs> the chainsaw costs extra. Yeah. <laughs> Take some of the <clears throat> <clears throat> it sounds like a place of the night, but it can never be sure. That's that's where they go to spend their winnings. Any, um, I guess winnings is probably the incorrect term. I'd say earnings and use your weight. Any particular um, lady they frequent? The dreary lady herself? Maybe. Uh, your drinks are looking a little light there, though. It's not a problem. Uh, here's another two electrum pieces. And he takes electrum and kind of uh, swiftly puts them away into his pocket and says, uh, I want to talk to Gwen. She'll have the know-how. And if I want to uh, myself, perhaps... Uh get into this this um the dreary lady i have a couple good recommendations no 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 no. the gambling and the the earnings i could use a few extra dollars where might i find this i'm afraid that theirs is by invite only but uh, you might be able to procure something how might i uh, draw the right attention and he he looks over at one of the tables where there's like uh, a couple other ruffians you know they look like they're probably part of some street gang or so or other and he goes there are certain people that have uh invitations already that you might be able to procure it's usually a whoever holds it in their hand rather than checking their names if you know what i mean i see i see uh and is there anyone uh, any one particular patron that has not treated you as well as me and i'll pull out another electron piece and slide it across the table and he takes it and he says uh well, and he just nods over at the uh, the people again, very very slyly, like you know the, the ones that I've already pointed out. But thanks for the electrum. <laughs> <laughs> Not a problem. Just want to make sure I don't offend you or your people. Of course, of course. I very much appreciate the information and drink, and I'm gonna try and do the whole like. Oh. Okay. Uh, go ahead and give me a Constitution saving throw, please. <laughs> oh no! Uh, I'm gonna use my inspiration on that. <laughs> 18 plus con save is 19. Uh, yeah, there's definitely some toxin in there. Oh, and the burn's going down, but oh, you're good. Burns. 
Alright, that's good. That's very good. Thank you for the double shot. Yeah, you're guy. very welcome. If you if you need anything else, feel free to come by. Also, I've got a specific contract that uh, could use a jade touch. I haven't been able to get a hold of our any our usual Onyx contacts, if you know what I mean. Yes, no problem. Not a problem at all. Uh, if you'd like, I can. Uh, perhaps I can either deliver it for you or take on the contract myself. Sure, sure. And he'll go ahead and um, he'll slide over a piece of paper. Okay. And um, as you kind of open it up, uh, you look and it says, um, it says, Breath Merrick. Kind of like breath, but breath, apparently. <laughs> um, 50 gold contract, elimination. Just assassination. No. Yep. And delivery? Just here. Like, like, is it just like, I take a feather and... And that's good enough? Yep. Assassin's Creed style? Mm -hmm. Okay. I will keep it in uh, I'll keep it in close confidence. Of course, of course. And I, I uh, business is business, but if I may, uh, what did this uh, breath do? I don't know, I just got the contract. Fair. Well, if you have any more information on them, I uh, would appreciate it. So. Oh, thank you. Um, <clears throat> should we head over to the table? Oh no, yeah, we can go sit, go over to the table and sit down and, uh, or at least like approach the table and. Okay, there's about like four people at the table already. Is there any no, unoccupied I'll... seats or? Not really. Okay, so come kind of come up to the table and. Uh... <laughs> okay, well, I guess before we go over, I'm gonna I'll feign drunk and I'll trip into their table. And give you a, maybe an opportunity to try and swipe something okay. in the attraction. Okay. So yeah, you definitely I'll just like, oh, go, ahead oh, and just me, me. go ahead and give me an acrobatics check. It's going to be a low DC because you are trying to be natural twenty. I mean, is there? Yeah. It, so before we head over there, is there a way I can pro like just see if I can just kind of look around and stare at them beforehand to see if I can identify where it's at, or am I just uh, going to do a straight sleight of hand? Okay, I just want to see if I can nine plus my insight. I don't forget, five, you can use your 14. dice for these as well. 14. 14. Uh, yeah, you're able to kind of identify which one is the, the leader, okay. per se. He's got the nicer clothes. He's got the better haircut. That's what I will spill a drink on that man. So uh, with, <laughs> with your natural 20, you spill all of their drinks on all of them. And so they like all stand up. And I'll come <clears> up. What the hell do you think you're doing? Come up. I'm, I'm really oh. sorry. He cannot hold his liquor. I mean, I took a double shot. Did you see that? I took a double shot over there. It was great. Let me get this off of you. And I want and to try and like... Spiders. Like, hold on. Let me grab a napkin. I'll be like dabbing him, stealing for if I feel any like crinkle of paper. Yep. Give me give me a... Uh, give me a slide of hand. Did you see over Natural there? 20. Natural 20? Yes. Okay. Wow. Uh, so it's not a, it's not a crinkle of paper, but it's definitely something... It's something that you kind of just like... You feel like it, it feels like almost like wood or some sort of like metal plate that you you slide yeah. out as you're batting, batting okay. down, and they like completely like get off of me after I'm, you you get my, that. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I did not mean offense. Uh, sure, here, let me buy you some drinks. No, you better you better buy us some drinks. Slip no, two don't, ball, but... don't buy them drinks. Oh, are you sure? I mean, <laughs> I... <laughs> what kind of Tushin warrior do you think you are? It was my fault. Dishonorable one. Oh, really? And they all kind of looked at each other and said, Dishonorable Tushin, fetch a good price if we turn him in. Oh, <clears throat> right. But I have so many friends that would have my back. Name right? one. Besides this guy, name one. Uh, Master. 
No way. Only a deception check, if you don't mind. Uh, Master Ugo's cousin. A12. It's the well, new Master Ugo. Yeah, never heard of that guy before. Well, oh. have you heard of Sandman? Have you heard of the Blackthorn? And as I'm calling, I'm going to have each of the blades kind oh. of. I don't want to try and intimidate them. Ooh, go ahead and roll me an intimidation. And I will check. call all of them out to bear <clears throat> and just kind of like. Okay. And flashing oh, the things, cool. being like all. Oh, that's out of the box. That's a 16 plus intimidation is plus one, so 17. And for good measure, so that's a 23. They all kind of hold up their hands and they're like, oh, didn't really uh, mean any trouble there. If he's a friend Friends, of yours, he's a friend of mine. How about we leave with spilt drinks, not spilt blood? And then I'll start heading out. <laughs> Sounds good to us. Enjoy your day. Um, <clears throat> Thank you. It's yeah. You bring up two daggers like this and then point at. <laughs> and as as we kind of leave, I will turn the daggers behind me toward towards them to show that like just basically showing I don't have like a blind spot or anything to I guess. And walking out, as soon as we get away. Did you do the thing in the night? That no, was so good. I didn't know you were that good at playing things. You're really dishonorable. Oh, I don't know. No, that was a for show. I'd say they were dishonorable. It was honorable to take it from them, right? Yes. What, are, what does the invitation say? Whatever you need to help put yourself sleep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so there is a, it's a little like uh, wood grain invitation that's kind of been like fire etched on it. And it says, um, it says one entry into the uh, League of Crash Course. Well, I don't know what the name of the league is called. The League of Crash. We'll just call it League of Crash. And uh, and it, it has a it doesn't have like an address or anything on it, but it's definitely like an invitation for one entry. Okay. So I, I guess we can leave and yeah. um, let's go meet up with everybody with our new found. Take note. Uh, okay. I didn't get the guy's name. Um, when I guess when we were approaching, I would have. Oh, the dwarf. Asked him would he would have would he have said anything for the, like his name? Sorry, the, the dwarf, dwarf. The dwarf behind the. Um. No, he didn't say his name. Okay. Like, he didn't offer out his name. Right so now. I just know that he's he's one of the people at the spider number. Okay. Yeah, he's the bartender at the spider. Do I'm trying we... out as like one of my I know a guys ish. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, the dreary lady is that somewhere we could easily find, or do we? Uh, yeah, like you can you can ask okay. around in this kind of seedier part of town, and people will direct you. Okay. Um, think with knowing smiles. What? Or do you think Sarah would be a oh, no. blank? Oh, no. I just want to know where it is when we tell Sarah <laughs> about all the fun she can have at the Drury Lady. <laughs> you know, I think that Sarah might be into that kind of thing. Maybe she would feel bad if we didn't bring her. Mm. I don't know. True. Mm. Yes, yeah, so let's go back. Any chance to get in a fight, she would be sorely upset. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's kind of a fight. <laughs> it's definitely a dance of sorts. <laughs> Let's check. <laughs> All right, back let's, to the group. Let's check in. Now, as you guys meet up back at the Satin Cat, um, you, yeah. you you three are already waiting there as they arrive. Uh, Ezra looks like he's like still kind of brushing off a little bit of alcohol. You that guys should have seen it. This guy, he, I was he, his I performance. Died. It's beautiful. You almost died. If not for we've just been looking through boring ledges. Mm. We had drinks and fights. Oh, and I knew I should have gone to the. I'm a little buzzed. To the low road. He drank poison. <laughs> it was good. My 
I will regret it later. I can't feel my toes. We need adult supervision. <laughs> I didn't see that. What did you find? Show Lou a bit too. Oh, <laughs> I stole something. Don't tell him. It was from a bad guy, so it was okay. I know. Um, <laughs> and I'll I'll show him I, like not like on parade or anything, but just kind of like <laughs> subtly show everybody this thing. And apparently, uh, breath and breath. Yes. Now, now I'm second guessing myself. Breath um, seems to have. Uh, some connections to doing some uh, some kind of a, a fighting ring or gambling or something. Um, it wasn't. Hmm. Is he doing the fighting or is he betting on? The I, it seems that he is he is uh, making money on them, but I doubt that someone like him would actually fight. Hmm. Seems it's unlikely that a noble, a fourth son of a noble house, would be putting himself at risk. Uh, fourth son, Janjin. Oh yes, sorry. What, just uh, dealing with the pests. What was that thing that your husband was getting involved in? Oh, the uh, the familiar air races. Yes. Was that what they're called? Or yeah, basically, it's else? just uh, some wizards and artificers that go around. They have their homunculuses and familiars <sighs> or companions yes. fly around and race. You said there was a seedier part of it as well. Yes, there is. There is kind of an underbelly. There's rumors about there being some sort of familiar fighting ring going on. Do you know if that has a any kind of a if it's named anything or? I I wouldn't know anything about that. <clears throat> <laughs> Tarion, but and uh, kind uh, of a, a pudgier looking gnome comes out and he goes, "Yes, dear. Uh, would you please uh, talk to Bolt about your hobby?" And she just like walks away, and he goes, uh, are, are you sure you were interested in air racing? Because I saw that owl that you made, and uh, it's quite good. Good things. But well. actually, I'm more interested in the not so legal version of it the fighting. Have you heard of anything called the League of Crash? The League of Crash? Yes. Like, uh, yeah, I mean, I've heard of it. Uh, it's. Uh, it's one of the more well-organized versions. Uh, <laughs> supposed to be some really big players in there, that uh, the best of the best, as it were. I'm not, are there very many um, sponsors of the Noble Variety? I, I wouldn't know. I'm not invited. Uh, not that I would go to any of them at all, of course. Yeah. And he kind of looks around a little yeah. bit. Because, I mean, <laughs> I'll make the occasional bet on some of the lower class ones, but I don't. So you do know where to find them? <laughs> the League of Crash, no. Yeah. Do I want to do an insight check on him. Yeah. If he's, if he's bluffing. That's a natural one. Uh, <laughs> he no seems very nervous. Okay. Sorry, it's, it's, it's something I heard um, when you were talking about different sporting events and heard someone drinking and spouting off some stuff. Oh, I mean, if, if anything, like the ones I usually go to are, are in like uh, cleared out storage areas, that sort of thing. Um, mm -hmm. So like a uh, warehouse. Have you ever been Private to one? Um, I haven't been to any of the big ones, but I, I suppose if something was large enough that it required a warehouse, it, it, that it could conceivably be used. I mean, perhaps the organizer. Interesting. Well, thank you for your time. No problem. Um, <clears throat> if if Janjan asks, <clears throat> I just do the races. Mm -hmm. Not a problem. <laughs> Absolutely. Of course. I appreciate it. And if, if you know, 
if you if you hear anything about these, I, I'd be interested. And uh, sounds like a great sporting event. Yes, of course. I mean, if you if you'd like, I can kind of show you um, what I my, my individual creation and uh, what what I do. Perhaps Maybe another, another time. time. <laughs> <laughs> We're all like, no. As he walks away, uh, I want to kind of uh, grab his arm and stop him and kind of turn around and be like, I think it would be in your best interest to avoid those places from here on out. Uh, of, of course. Are you trying to like intimidate him? No, just, just more. To, like, this is just friendly advice. Give me a persuasion check uh, with advantage because you are bolt uh, in this specific situation. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, bolt always gets advantage. What the heck? How do we build uh, that character? What feet? Fourteen. Fourteen. Always have advantage. It has. It has uh, not been as lucrative as I would like. Maybe. Uh, maybe it is time to come back. A bit. You do have a family. Of course, of course. Yeah. So many kids. Twenty. Tw- so many kids. <laughs> oh, um, think um, of the children. <laughs> That's why I go to these races. It's not. <laughs> um, Einor, right? She's the purveyor. No, no, Jan Jan Dang it. Wrong, wrong cafe. Um, oh, wrong short person. Jan-Jan. Um, if Janjan's around, I want to ask her. Uh, Janjan, I, I'm curious. Um, do you have you ever heard the name of Brath Medic? By chance. Um, I've heard of Americ before. It's not breath, it's like breath. 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 B-R-E-T-H. Breath. Breath. Just like breath, but with an E instead of an A, because I can make things confusing. Okay. At will, apparently. Breath. Breath. Have you heard the name, the house name? Is yeah, I mean, he's, he's some sort of, uh, he's some sort of ruffian. He's kind of been going around, uh, to a few businesses asking for protection money, that sort of thing. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Um, well, does he say anything about who he works for? No, I don't. I don't really deal okay. with that. That sort almost of sounded like. Has he ever mentioned to me before? <laughs> uh, but uh, okay. it, he is one of those that you know they have been by. But uh, luckily, we're pretty close to the house Janik, so they don't really bother us if we tell them to get out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, thank also, you. Well, we a have nice a... dwarven man told us about a dreary lady. And it's yes. many occupants. He's right. And we wanted to know if you wanted to come. Not for fun. Well, for fun, but a different oh. kind of fun. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, hey, Bolt, you're welcome. Are you Brennan, suggesting, don't you have some Jar-Jar, that that I would frequent... Like, this is not for children. Please, but <laughs> this, this, I would frequent a house of ill repute. For violence. Well, he's got a point. Perhaps if... There was it's some, a dishonorable place that needs to be purged. Some, some villains that needed to be put in their place. But listen, we haven't even told you what we found. Oh, right. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. There's some warehouses. They look a little suspicious. I think we ought to check them out. And if we don't know where this My League God. of Crash thing is, but we think, well, maybe mm-hmm. there's perhaps a connection. Say, Why don't we go look? He said something about the warehouses. But... Um, yes. If, if they needed, Do they have the other issues? Yes, I've got, I've got them all written. Yes, well, let's go check. There, there are two. Flash the symbol and see which one gets us. One that uh, that was just purchased apparently uh, the day that we had our run-in with the Infinite Site. Hmm. Um, and another Buy that another that is along the river, um, which seemed odd to us because they're in charge of protecting uh, hmm. the Long Road. Um, it seems maybe this um, the dwarf did say that. Brath didn't have winnings, he had 
earnings. So maybe he's running this thing. Perhaps. Mm. Very well. I think we should start by going to one of these warehouses. Are you guys, uh, do we need to go in costume? I don't want to hurt anybody's reputation here. You guys know people. I don't know anyone. I don't care. Uh, well, actually, do we... Did you say there was someone at this lady of the... Uh-huh. What, what Her name was Gwen. Gwen. The dreary lady. Mm-hmm. Gwen with a V. Do you think perhaps if we spoke with her, she might she might be able to give us some additional information that could... Mm, the lady is probably here a lot of bragging about things. I would imagine. It's fair. Might be worth a shot. Hopefully Who we wants can... to go? If we're going to go anywhere that's kind of shady, we should. That's exactly. We should all be. Wouldn't it be a little suspicious to say we all want Gwen? <laughs> I'm sure they. <laughs> I'm sure they have a group discount. <laughs> it's probably a higher rate. Let's be honest. My goodness. <laughs> I think it turned quick. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we all go and then. One of us requests. Perhaps we could pose as a family member or something. It doesn't have to get weird. Mm, this is very weird. That's sounding weird. That, that sounds, sounds, that sounds weird. worse. Than I think we should pose as maintenance men. <laughs> well, fixing plumbing. Ark Kansas is close to Arkham. It's like a, a technological town. <laughs> yes. If you think we ought to check there first, then let's go. Let's uh, start. A Narabama. Yeah, okay, so of... off to the injury lady with five adventurers <laughs> in full gear. Of course. Is that um, what I'm hearing? I am going to wear a big dark cloak over my armor. Yeah, you do have that cloak that you purchased uh, in Terrabon. I'll just make yeah. sure that Craggy's in the form of a flute. I'll, <clears> I'll pull up my little <throat> face, whatever rogue thing. You point but, your face up. <laughs> by the way, I do want to remind those of you who spent gold uh, that you can get reimbursed to buy... Uh, your patron. For, <laughs> for common expenses. By the way, I, uh, <laughs> did you keep a receipt? For, for There's no receipts on this. <laughs> hey, uh, Mr. Shady Guy, can you uh, write me up a, a receipt for this? For the so I'm gonna reimburse. You. Write your name and family members below. It's more like minor expenses, probably. Yeah, gotcha. Petty cash. Yeah, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not worried about that stuff. I'm, 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 so. All right, so off to the dreary lady. Uh, which is, it's actually fairly close to um, the spider's underbelly. It's probably just a few blocks away. It's a three-story house. It's got, you know, it looks like it's uh, seen better days, but there are there are laughs and uh, music coming from inside. A lot of different Those buttresses need, yeah. need some work. But there's there's definitely a good power washing that needs to be done on the outside, at least. Um, and uh, there and are... the inside? Yeah, probably on the inside. Uh, there are a few, like, there are a few ladies in uh, rather um, rather un, unflattering, not unflattering, but unmodest uh, clothing, kind of hanging around outside, talking with a few guards as they pass by, or just other patrons, that sort of thing. Um, you guys can walk right past them into the uh, inn if you'd like, because it does it does proudly proclaim "inn" on the sign, but uh, sure. it does have it in quotation marks. Um, oh, really? All right, who's biting the bullet? <sighs> or biting the arrowhead? I, I, I uh, allow me, Evie. I don't want you to be sullied. To, to stoop to this level. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, feeling. 
is, is the protective room, is, is there like just is it like a saloon mm-hmm. essentially where there's tables normal for drinking yeah, and stuff? There's some like normal tables for let's, drinks. Let's grab some drinks. Okay. I'll just add, I'll just go up to the bar and just say, mm-hmm. um, is Gwen in by chance this evening? Uh, in but occupied, mm-hmm. says the uh, matronly woman, mm-hmm. kind of sitting at the bar. Should be done in about eight and a half minutes. <laughs> <laughs> they just started. Right. Um, <laughs> I'll wait then. Was that out of character? Yes, yeah, right. was out of character. Okay. <laughs> I couldn't Very, help myself. Well, then you'll just have an epic die, not a free drink. Yes, um, we'll have a round of drinks. What's your poison? Um, <laughs> what does Victor here like something really strong? Strong. Hmm. Um, Ezra will have water. Bolt will, will have, have meat. oil. No, nothing for me, actually. Thank you. Nothing. Have you guys ever I've tried never on cake wrong? <laughs> <laughs> what about yours? Do you think you can, you can get yours right, honey? Um, juice. Is there a specific type? Or Fermented. I Hard apple okay. cider. <laughs> All right. And uh, for you? Meat is fine, thank you. All right. I think it's called old juice, right? Old juice. Old, old juice. Old juice. Yeah, please. One old glass of old juice, juice brand <laughs> wine. Uh, I'll, I'll have that brought over to your table. <clears throat> it's just old juice. And are, is uh, drinks all we're looking for tonight, besides Gwen for at least one of you, I assume? I mean, do you do back massages here? I'm... That's uh, pretty long... much exclusively what we do. Week. Well, only the back. <laughs> All right. I mean, if you'd like, uh, we can schedule a nice. I'm sure they can accommodate. Only the back massage. I just want to air my grievances. Someone who will listen. Then we have that too. Yeah. Our mas- our masseuses are very skilled in many uh, talents. Hey. We've got like yeah. a pen and paper, and it's like one of those. They're definitely paying for a back massage. It's been a okay. It's been a week. Yeah. Of terrible. Uh, so it, it's one. It's like five silver for the drink uh, for everybody who does partake. Uh, except for the wa- water, if you did get water, it's zero. But you said me. So, yeah, I didn't mean. Um, and then anybody who wants, it's uh, basically like like they they'll come up to Ezra and they'll be like, "So are you serious? Like just the back massage? Like really quietly? Like make sure that they get like like it's not an innuendo type thing. Can yes. never be too careful here." Um, and then they do they do ask but, uh, Victor if he wants somebody to listen to him. They yell out, put the Atiyag away! <laughs> <laughs> no, get the Atiyag out <laughs> for the back massage. No, it does other things. <laughs> oh no. Um, sure. Okay. Yeah, so it'll be five gold for each of you. Okay. Okay. And uh, and shortly thereafter, a, uh, a, a rather muscular looking Goliath woman comes over and claps Ezra on the shoulder and <laughs> says, uh, <laughs> Are you going to be tossed around? Just picks you up by your shoulder. Tori, you got the the Helga voice for this. Yeah, Yeah, looking for the back massage. I got you. This way. I think I might have a crush. (laughs) You want to be crushed too? (laughs) That's extra. 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 (laughs) Um, And then, yeah, like. Just like a halfling woman comes over, she looks very chipper to be able to talk to somebody, and she says, hey, "If you'd like, we got a private room. Yeah, we can go to." There's no problem. Um, and I, I, most of the time, he he'll like start out at talking about his his feelings of inadequacy, but then he'll go into basically like, 
are you okay here and <laughs> that kind of stuff. Yeah. And if Plain if you let her, she will comb your hair, like give you like a nice hairbrush. I will, uh, he would, <laughs> I think he would be like, oh, please don't touch me. All right. All right. Yeah, she's a great listener. Uh, the massage is fantastic. Like she is an expert masseuse. So nice. Uh, we yeah, just hear it. <laughs> runs it, backs out of the room, and then runs. It. <laughs> <laughs> you hear Ezra go. Oh. <laughs> and then uh, shortly enough, a uh, short hair, short brown haired like human woman sits down and she says, "I heard you were looking for Gwen." Yes, I was. What can I do for you? Well, um. I was actually wondering if you might be able to share some information with us. Um, not really our cup of tea around here. I understand, but we can make it worth your time. Of course. And she... Would you prefer to, uh, uh, perhaps a more private setting? Yeah, and she, she goes, uh, she looks over at the matron the woman and she goes, Hey, uh, Pat, uh, I'm going to take them up for a hundred gold. And she nods and writes that down and like hands you the slip okay. thing. Yep. And you guys, you, if you want to go, all three of you or just Saradon. I to mean, guys. is it extra for the, all it three of us? It was just hundred gold. Okay. Up we go. Yeah. Okay. And she'll lead you in a room. She'll close it. She'll lock mm-hmm. it. She'll go over to the window. She'll lock them as well. Um, it's a nice like it's it's got some good perfumes kind of wafting through the air. She's got an incense lit that sort of thing. And she sits down and she says, okay. I Uh, take a big old bite. So, first things first, I can't tell you anything about uh, any major players in the city. They have specific magical contracts in place. As in you're physically unable to. Physically unable, yes. Standard. What about a certain fourth son of a noble house? Would that be considered... Major or minor? If you tell me their name and I can't reply, you'll you'll know what you talk about. Breath Greenwood. Oh, yeah, I can talk about him. That's fine. <laughs> Excellent. Perfect. Um, we were looking for information on him. Okay. We do not wish to do him any harm. Um, <laughs> but it doesn't matter what you wish to do to him. That's not my business. We hear that he f- that he frequents here, and that he is, uh, well, that you're one of his favorites, we'll say. He's very fond of me, yes. I don't suppose you know much about his dealings with the League of Crash. Oh, you're interested in that portion. You're not Archon, Maria, because you have to tell me if you are. Absolutely <laughs> not. Okay, good. Um, That's actually also not a rule, so... Is it just, not? No. <laughs> That's what everybody says, though. Uh, it's not true. Oh. You should you should keep that in mind. Okay. Um, I'll be careful. Obviously, Arcana our, our wouldn't tell me that. So, right. <laughs> um, okay. Wow. I got I got to tell the other girls. <laughs> um, anyway. Uh, yeah. So you we want to know if he runs it or like what exactly? What just, we're we're just looking for information on it. We we're considering uh, frequenting, perhaps. Um, but we want to know what his involvement is. Well, with the league. Uh, he he started the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't he doesn't technically run it anymore. He leaves that to a few companions of his. Right. Um, but he is the five time champion mm-hmm. of it. He currently holds the title of uh, undefeated. He likes to brag about it every time, mm-hmm. like it like it does something. 
but uh, yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much it. He comes in here every time that he gets some earnings, and him and his uh, fellows and having themselves an enjoyable evening. I see. Um, do you know by chance where the event happens to take place? Is it at one of the warehouses that the Greenwood House owns? I mean, there it is at a warehouse, from what I've gathered. I don't know, like, the specific address. You don't know the location? No, they don't he, really... He doesn't talk about that. No, he, he tells me that he's the <clears> one <throat> who set up the warehouse. Like, he bought it, but uh, he doesn't tell me anything beyond that. I see. Um... Uh, how how easy is he to talk to? Does if we wanted to get information from him, um, I would I would say that if you're looking to catch him off guard or in a compromising position, you'll probably want to face him in the competition itself because he kind mm -hmm. of hides away in a private. Oh, room. I was just gonna wear a wig, but. <laughs> Never mind. I mean, well, <laughs> I'll just lovely. hold my finger like this. Fake mustache. Fake mustache. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yes. Yeah, I mean, uh, basically, he's he's always surrounded by you know uh, pretty elite guards. Despite being despite being the fourth son, he technically like he brings in a lot of cash for Greenwood, and then he hires himself out some of the best uh, elite guards that they can buy um but he usually stay as far as i can hear from the other people is they're usually staged outside of the champions hall what he calls it um so he wouldn't be able to he wouldn't have them while in there so you could talk mm -hmm. to him if you were able to get into that area but with the guards guarding it the only way in is really to work your way up the ranks as it were to challenge him i see uh, one more question <laughs> Um, this may seem a bit odd, and I don't anticipate that you would have heard this name, but by chance, have you ever, ever overheard him talking, whether in the throes of passion or with one of his gods, about... He calls out to a god sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> right, I would, I, 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 I expect that you're very good at what you do. High five. <laughs> <laughs> but have you ever heard him use the name um, the Infinite Sight by chance? No, no, he's never talked about anybody with that name. It, it was a long shot, but there's a group that we were wondering if he might be affiliated with. Are they? How bad are they on a scale of one to ten? Um, I wouldn't trouble yourself. You oh. should forget you ever heard about them. All right, we'll do. And if you I, don't, they'll make sure that you do. Of course. Uh, what? Um, <laughs> you know what? Um, wow, does she need her own intimidation <laughs> check? <laughs> Holy crap. Like, no, I think that's good. Like, <laughs> I just want to make sure that, you know, uh, the, the, the employees here are safe. Of course. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, technically, I'm, I'm next in line after Pat retires and mm. everything, so I'm trying to uh, make sure that I know the major players around the city. Um, who, who exactly do you work for, by the way? Um, our employer prefers to remain anonymous. I get it. I get it completely. But thank you for your time. I don't know, Evie, did you have any other questions, Paul? You said you're next in line? Yes. When you do inherit the place, you should really get some a mechanic out here to fix some stuff <laughs> in fact here let me just write down a name okay you. okay address like what what did you see that was broken oh the buttress is outside <laughs> waxed for sure uh there's a couple broken windows that need to be patched or replaced 
I, I think putting wa freshly waxed, waxed buttresses outside is like a, a, a sale promotion. Sounds like <laughs> yes. Yeah, yes. And you can hang a sign <laughs> saying they've been freshly waxed. Uh, freshly yeah. waxed. I think it would attract more oh, people. My, exactly. Oh. <laughs> 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 this has taken height and turn. Somebody in the windows here. Meanwhile. I had to yep. choke a lot of them down. Yep. Yep. Meanwhile. Hold the tension is in your lower back. <laughs> yes. Thank you. You can't say anything in a house of no, this, no, you cannot. It's all yeah. dirty. Uh -huh. uh, if there's nothing else, if uh, you you have the room for technically an hour, if you want to just hang out, or no, we're good. Thank you. Okay, wonderful. Well, then have a wonderful evening, and uh, don't hesitate to come back. I have more information on other people. Okay, good to know. Ben. And and my name is Eve. Nice to meet you, Eve. You so have beautiful hair. Thank you. Your hair is lovely. Yeah, it it needed to be cut recently, but uh, why is that? Um, don't don't ever try and pick up grimy clients. That's all I'll say. Yikes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we we are the Wayward Watch, and if you ever need anything, please don't hesitate to call upon us. Huh? Of course, yeah, I'd be happy to. Spread the name around while you're at it. Will do. <laughs> <laughs> Just, do you have like a business card that I can hand out or? We should work on that. <laughs> Our services are a little that's, different that's, than that's what on, you are on the to-do list. Yeah, of course. But. Um, I wouldn't expect any of you to be in that uh, specific profession. No, I'm so sorry to hear about your hair, but it, it grows back. It will, yeah. Mm -hmm. We have some uh, special potions coming in. They were just out when I, when I mm. had my incident. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't even want <laughs> no, my Conjured then, up. Yeah. You don't even want to know. No, that, that's that's all that. Do not uh, even want to know. Yeah, that's that's the great thing about storytelling. Is sometimes it's what you don't say. That's true. <laughs> in uh, in the the psychological therapy session. Yeah, um, I do want to bring up <laughs> if she knows anything about a breath, er, breath, 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 Merrick. Oh, hate that guy. Oh, what is? Was he rude to you too? Oh, he's been rude to so many girls around here. You want me to take care of him? I mean, if if you, I mean, we can't really offer you like anything. No, no, for it's it, not or... the problem. I've got the contract out on him. Uh, we don't really need white knights around here, though. Like, don't think okay, that no like, like we we don't really need the help. Well, I but... saw Helga over there. She can definitely take care of herself. Oh, absolutely. Every, she can break every girl me in life. here. Every girl in here is trained to be able to be deadly as well as beautiful. So. Awesome. You, are you, um, knife, any knife dancers here? We have a few. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps we can discuss knife dancers. Looking for Winifred. At that point, we just knock on the door. <laughs> Victor, if you're quite done with your sob story, it's time to go. Oh, and, yes, yes, uh, yes, yes. The, the halfling woman is actually going to go over and she's going to jerk open the door and she's going to be like, Never knock on one of these doors. Understood. Victor. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You can, uh, you see, it's a, it's a friend. Um, uh, before he like, go, peeks around the corner, his hair's half in a ponytail. Sorry, I have one question for her before I leave. Is, is, when is, does Braff usually come here a specific time? Uh, no, he's been banned for life. He's been banned for life, okay. Banned for life? Yes. Was well, he the, the grimy one? <laughs> uh, and you've been talking with Gwen? Yes. No. Okay. Uh, no. That was a that was a uh, tribe leader from the uh, the Pouncewind Prairie. How, yeah. how good is your information network? Good. If I was to say uh, sharing this bounty, 
would you uh, be able to give me information should you see him? Uh, yeah, and if you give me your contact information, I'd be happy to for a little cut. This is uh, Victor Odante of the Beaver Watch. Is that uh, with V's? <laughs> or... uh, you know, the, the V's the that Victor. sit next to each other. Oh, okay, all right. Victor, Victor. Oh. <laughs> and she'll go ahead and take the information uh, from you. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for stopping by and thanks for the opportunity. Thank you. Good luck with the rest of your night. And I think uh, Ezra, you can go ahead and finish up the massage massage yeah. session. I'll just come out, and relax. There's like some cartoon hearts. Like, <laughs> no, you're like a furry. It's when you are carrying a lot of heavy burdens around, sometimes you just have to beat them out of you. Thanks, Elga. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go back again soon. I will. <laughs> well, I thought that usually I do that in a fight. Somebody kicks the crap out of you. <clears throat> that works too, but this way I don't have bruises. Or maybe a couple. But oh, you've got a couple there. Yes. Have you been drinking water? Make sure you drink lots of water. Mm-hmm. Yes. Let's get out of here. Okay. Uh, so you guys, what is your next destination in mind? Well, <clears throat> I've been thinking. Gwen said that the best way to uh, um, have a, a, um, what, uh, Conversation. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Eve's feeling a little flustered after, after her experience. I, just, I keep As, thinking of my hair yeah. and the griminess. <laughs> horrible, the horrible thoughts. <laughs> In the hair of her. That's why she needed a haircut. Yes. <laughs> horrifying. Full circle. If we want to speak with Braff, Gwen suggested the best way to do that is um, in this in this winner's circle. They have like a, a winner's hall for those that do well in this competition. Now, we have admittance to view the fight, or is that to entry? This is a single entry. entry. I think, it, um, as I understand, if you have this, you can compete. Well, perfect. What if we pretend to compete? Find out where he is. Be the crap out of his guards and question him. Do we even understand what this competition is? I, I thought it was some sort of contest between constructs. Is it a some sort of? I don't know. I just assumed that Volk knew, knew about it and has done it before. I guess I don't know. I mean, we have a guy. Familiar fighting. Janjin's mm. husband. And we're his entourage. Then we've let him pretend to do the fight, and we sneak around the back. And punch this breath, breath, but what if breath, breath, breath. But what if Jenjin breath, breath. I don't know if we want to necessarily get in a fight unless they pick one with us. I mean, it seems like House Greenwood needs a good. I agree. Shaking. They aren't really um doing their jobs. If they were making that much money, then the road would be more protected. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Unless they're ignoring the. Well, they are not. Why, why don't you head bars. up to the warehouse and at least. Scope it out. Right. Sure. Right. What's our cover story if we like walk up and they say, We're, "Who are you?" Uh, dock inspectors, inspecting <laughs> well, on behalf of the magistrate. We're just interested in 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 betting on we're, a fight and warehouse architecture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're here from we're, the, we're, the butters mm, committee. We're here we're to investors in dockside real estate. Yes, genius. Mm-hmm. Butters inspectors. Butters inspectors. No. Real estate. <laughs> uh, Don't know. Gambler. Real estate. I'm I'm there for the fight. 
I think that's probably the easiest way to get in the door. And to get thrown in jail. <laughs> I agree with that. <laughs> well, it's, it's like a, bunch, it's a sting operation. What if you say like, famous last words to the wrong people? Then you are in trouble. Why don't we go up there and see how secretive they're trying to be? Fair point. Why plan when we don't know? Well, we have two warehouses we need to look at. I say we start with the one at the dock. So there's mm-hmm. the one at the dock, which is about in the middle of the city, and there's the one that's closer to the southern okay. side, with where you guys are at. Okay. Yeah. start with the one closest to <laughs> Might be. Yeah, the one in the middle of the city is but probably like take us a day or two to get to. Not by canal. Oh, yeah, yeah that's and true. I, I said that, you know, even though technically it's walking like 600 taxis. miles, it's, yeah. 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 Yeah, the walking. Yeah, I looked at my pictures and I have a boat with like three feet. And I was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> well, I know it's, it's, it's just a, it's two paddle wheels, but instead of the paddles, it's just it's a just bunch feet. of feet. Yep. Yeah. Um, all right, yeah. so you guys head to this uh, kind of closer dock. Uh, weaving. It's getting late into the evening. Uh, everybody everybody who is out is either going to parties, coming from parties, at parties like that are on like a patio or something like that. And then you get to, you get to this warehouse and you see that there is... Uh, there's a single, uh, it's not an ogre, it's a half giant sitting outside. So he's not, he's not quite big, like he's, he's probably a little bigger than a Goliath would be. And he's just sitting there, um, he's got like kind of hodgepodge plate armor on, and as you approach he just goes, token. This was pretty easy. We have a token. Is that your token? I will say no. uh... Do you have a token? I believe so. Uh, yes, and I will um, just like maybe it's in my coat or something, and mm-hmm. kind of just flash it, looking okay. around. Uh, important thing to note: where is the uh, badge that you got for House Crestover? Is it? Oh, in, it is in the that. same area. It would be in the same area. Yeah. Okay. All right. So he leans forward and he squints his eyes, and he goes, he goes. Inside, to the left if you want to register, to the right if you want to bet. Center for watching. Perfect. Um, and uh, is there any any particular, what do you call it, billboard type events going today? Any good big fights I should be aware of? Mm, wouldn't know. I'm on the outside. Fair. Enjoy. Any kind of pushes the door open you can hear uh you can hear kind of shouting and cheers from inside these um they who always with the entourage i these these, they help me um they're my confidants team match i understand yeah yeah okay uh so the inside of the warehouse is just kind of like expansive uh, big wooden (laughs) buttresses uh for those of you interested in such things um and not pretty to look at but they're functional. Yeah, there's about four or five large, they almost look like sandboxes. Uh, they've got kind of wood frames uh, surrounding it and they're they're full of like, there's like rocks and other stuff. Um, and you can see inside these sandboxes, it's either a kind of one-on-one match of different types of small creatures, whether it's a, a tiny little imp fighting an elemental or you've got one where it looks like it's kind of like a skeletal hand that's kind of crawling along and fighting a a mechanical construct of some kind, just kind of like this barrel-chested, tiny, tiny barrel golem almost. Um, and then there are others where it is uh, multiple on each side, sort of a team match, and people are cheering and shouting and everything. Um, off to off to the right, you see 
you see a goblin that's kind of just riding in a big ledger. Um, it almost looks like he could be from uh, Six Hills uh, with the way that he's like writing things down and talking to certain people as they approach, checking over um, like some guy like puts up uh, a new construct that looks like it's a mechanical cat and he starts like checking it over and measuring the size, the weight, talking about the individual stuff in it. And then on the left is a is an axle axle um and they are they're taking bets and and calling out like different numbers and everything there's a second axle behind them writing writing all the numbers down and everything and then at the far end of the room you see a a single door kind of framed in gold at least painted gold um and there are four more of these uh half giant like soldiers but these ones are in full plate and they're just kind of uh, lounging around with large great swords and great axes uh, just watching the proceedings as they happen and then there is a there there is kind of a large balcony thing but there is this kind of purple shimmering bubble so it looks like almost as if uh, it you guys can't see through it but you can almost hear people mm. on the other side of it okay i wonder if we need to go through the big gold door it's pretty beckoning if if Raph is here tonight if he's fighting tonight Sure. Yeah. I like this. Mm, to the bedding board. We ask. Bedding board. Sure. Yes. Lookies. Right. Uh, goblins. Yeah. Uh, so the goblin is the uh, register. Regist- register. The Axitolius. Yeah. The Axitolius. Okay. Oh, the Axitolius. The better. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so who is taking point? Not me. You. Or you. You have good charisma, right? Yes. <clears throat> um, yeah, so I'll just walk up to the actor. There's a little bit of a wait in line, so you guys can watch a little bit of the matches going on. It looks like it's either just like a fight to the death. Uh, sometimes it looks like there's a specific uh, obelisk that um, one of the teams is like standing around trying to trying to do something to the obelisk while the other team is trying to like rush them. And then every now and then you'll see one where it's almost like it's almost like a a, a siege on a, a castle kind of thing. Mm-hmm. When I got the um... For the Bref Merrick on the contract, does it have any kind of physical descriptions? Uh, yeah, it gave kind of like a it gave you a description of a guy with a crooked nose and stringy black hair. Um, he is a, uh, he's actually a hobgoblin. Mm, okay, yeah. I actually want to just like grab one of the one of the like uh, observers, like mm-hmm. the fans, as they're passing by, and I just kind of grab them and be like. Hey, do you know we'd heard? Is the champion fighting tonight? Uh, champion's not fighting anybody, as far as I know. They're, they're here up in the VIP section, but they're not fighting anybody. Ah, is that the, the little purple bubble up there? Yep, pretty nice up there, from what I hear. So, what do you have to do to, to get into the VIP room? Uh, be a champion or pay a crap load of money. Hmm. Time to stealth in. Speaking <laughs> of which, you got any like uh, you got like five gold on you? I just I'm I'm kind of short a little bit. Sorry. Fresh I, want, out. I want to, if she's talking, I want to like basically come up on and be wa- actively watching to make sure this this person's not like a cut purse mm-hmm. that is gonna. Okay, go ahead and just give me a perception check. Like, take her watch when they shake hands or something. Um, My sundial. <laughs> <laughs> perception, you said? Yeah. Ten. Ten? Yeah, I mean, they, they don't, they just kind of walk away after that. So. Okay. Well, it looks like he's not fighting, but he's here. Hmm. Not quite sure how we get up there, though, unfortunately. Um, we might have to come up with a good story. Or, I don't know, cause a scene. I don't know, those, those half-giants look pretty mean. You got beat up by one. 
already today. In a good oh. way, yes. <laughs> um, perhaps we sneak around a bit. It seems like it'd be easy to be not seen in this kind of crowd. That's fair. And not terribly sneaky. Clink, 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 yeah. clink, clink. Perhaps, <laughs> perhaps a, a quick uh, scour of the area would have would give us an idea. Do you want to compete? It's not full-size fighting, is it? No, no. they're all they're all like tiny constructs, yeah, yeah. constructs or small your, creatures. Your bird can not it, does it do any fighting? I didn't really build it for that, but put the laser on it or something. <laughs> it isn't here though. It's very What's amazing? Yeah, uh, it's back at the. Put the. Put the catapulting rage in. Scorching rage in. I guess I'll yeah. sneak around and see if I can see if there's any ways. Okay. In like service doors or like, I don't know. Okay. Are you sneaking around the outside or the inside? Um, I'll stay inside because there's okay. the crowd. I can kind of weave in and out. And... Uh, yeah. Go ahead and roll me a stealth check. First of all, like Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Um. Nineteen. 19. Uh, yeah, so you can go ahead and you kind of just like idly sneak around and observe. Uh, you don't find any other entrances, any sort of like service entrances or anything like that. You do see every every now and then like a servant will come out the golden door, uh, which just appears to have like just blackness beyond it. Uh, and then they'll come back in and the, the giants will like check them over. Like each time the servant comes in, the giants will like check them and then uh, let them in. All right. I'm gonna be watching well, his back while he's doing that. Who was it that took the symbol of the infinite sight off of that big? Um, what did you? What did we do with that? It's still in my back. Oh, yeah. Well, it looks like our only ways in are the big golden door. Either lying our way in or fighting our way in. You want to do get help? <laughs> <laughs> I'm perhaps, afraid I'm unfamiliar. Um, perhaps that. Infinite sight symbol that we took off of the boat took off of the. Um... Is it the same materials at all? No. No. If perhaps flashing that to the right person might get us access. It's possible. It's a to little save, large, I know, but. Julian Crawl sent us. Or perhaps you might be able to tinker something together to mimic uh, the larger <sighs> version that might look like some sort of badge or something. Um. Hmm. I can add it to my collection. <clears throat> I'll notice the crest arm badge. That big. Oh! <laughs> actually, oh, I actually have the crest arm badge written down. I'll yeah. actually take it out here because if you've got it. No, you all have one. We all have oh, yeah, we all have a. Don't flash that around here. Yeah. We're getting, we'll get beat up. The wrong gang color. Oh, wait, oh, so, what are we going to pose as one of the. I would just say perhaps we approach the half giant, say we have business with Brav, flash that uh, flash that symbol and see if it gets us in. If it's... it doesn't, I can kill whoever wins and take their thing. It's a very honorable picture. <laughs> They're all here under this is all dishonorable. <laughs> would you kill Janjan if he was the winner? No, now you're making me feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> Moral quandary. It is a moral quandary. I don't know them yet. Don't tell me their backstory. <laughs> okay, so what's the plan? I mean, if he can, don't as, as an artificer, don't you have like a, an ability that lets you like? I have. So I have like magical tinkering where I can imbue tiny objects, but it's basically light, six second long recorded message, odors, or a nonverbal sound, static visual effect, 
up to 25, including up to 25 words of text. So visual effect, would that be like, can you make it look like something? Like a minor illusion? No, it wouldn't be no. a minor illusion type no. thing. Okay. There is like some sort of like, you can copy a mundane object or something like that. That might be a Cleric of the Forge thing, now that I'm thinking about it. Mm. Oh. How, how big is this symbol that you took off the... Yeah. Yeah, mm. like it's not... It's not it's pretty big. Would it fit thing. inside of your chest cavity? No. Okay. Because like I, I want a way to just sort of like flash it and where it doesn't look like weird. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, why do you have that big, huge thing? Like, but I don't know. Like, that's all I got. I think it's worth a shot. I think it's worth a shot. Strap. We can always fight our way in if we have to, Let's but try. we try the nice way. Sure. Do you want to take point and I'll just back you up? Sure. Yeah, maybe if we make kind of a line in front and bolt shows it from behind, they won't be able to get like a clean look. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's try it. Okay. And so you guys, you guys start Actually, marching over. Sorry. Could I, could I take um, Craggy and oh. turn it into like maybe a badge-sized version of an infinite sight symbol? Sure. Okay. Then that's yeah, what I'll do. Someone there. Yeah. Just be like, yeah. be like, we got this. Let's go. Okay. Uh, so you guys get about thirty feet to the guards when they all stand up and grab their weapons. Okay. Um, and one of them says, that's far enough. Okay. I just say, we have business with Raph. Raph doesn't take business here. Who are you? I'm sure he'd want to see us, and I just want to sort of try and discreetly show them the okay. infinite sights. The, the half-giant will stare at it for a moment, and he'll say, who are you guys? <clears throat> We're part of an organization that he is involved with, and we have business with him. I don't know anything about anything that you're talking about. Well, it's going to be your neck then when he finds out that you refused us entry. Uh, go ahead and roll me intimidation, but you will have disadvantage because he honestly does not know anything okay. about the symbol that you flashed. <laughs> cool. Let's see. That's a 20. 20. A dirty 20. And he, he sits there and he knocks on the other side and he the door opens and uh, just a crack, and he goes, See if Braff wants to see five people. Hand me the symbol. I'll give it to him. Oh, also say, like, here, take mine. You know, and hand it the big one. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have to ask you to make me a constitution saving throw. You're basically going to have to concentrate while the symbol's gone so that it doesn't revert back to its natural... He's just holding it and it goes in the craggy... <laughs> well, it was, it, was, it was a flute before it was that. I don't know what it would go in, what it would turn into, I suppose. And but so anyway. he hands it to the person inside and the door closes. Okay. Well, that's a natural 20. Natural 20. <laughs> well done. So it takes, it takes about 10 minutes... And, uh, and and then the, the door opens back up and the symbol uh, is passed back out. Okay. And the, the uh, half-giant hands it to you. And then he leans down and he listens for a moment. And he says, he says, Braff says that you shouldn't be here. If you have business of that regard, and he stops and listens again, you'll need to head to the usual hideout. <clears throat> Right. Thank you. We'll meet him there. Have a good evening. You too. And, like, as we walk away, I'll say, like, once we're kind of out of earshot, I'll, I'll be like, 
It's got to be the other warehouse. Well, Possibly. We, we could track him. I can follow. tail him if you want. Maybe we ought to wait and see where he goes. I can follow him after, like, stick to the shadows. It's not unusual to follow a mark. Let's do it. Let's do that. We'll have to but figure he... out where he usually leaves from, but... Is there only, like, for the most part, is there one entrance in, one entrance out, as far as we can tell? Yeah, it is just the one entrance in. Okay. I'll uh, sweep around the back just to make sure there's not any secret doors. Okay. All right. Um, <clears throat> anything that you want to do? Bolt, anything that you want to do? Why don't we sort of spread out and just kind of keep an eye? Do we even know what it looks like? Mm, no. Just looking for a greenwood. Looking for Night. somebody who's surrounded by bodyguards. <laughs> With blonde hair. Blonde hair. Okay. Blonde hair, air of entitlement. Exactly. Got it. Okay. Uh, so it takes it takes several hours. Uh, kind of, it's like it's like three three or four o'clock in the morning at this point. Um, everybody's getting a little a little bleary eyed, a little weary um, before kind of things settle down and people start leaving. Uh, and then the the golden door opens and. Um, Braff steps out, pretty recognizable, uh, blonde hair. I mean, you, you probably told everybody everything about uh, uh, Greenwood. Blonde hair, blonde hair, half elf, kind of that uh, flat top cut, kind of uh, short trim. He looks like a Braff. He does look like a Braff. He looks like a Braff. And he, he is wearing like a full suit of armor that has the Greenwood colors on it. Um, he, he nods to the um, the half giant guards, and they all kind of make formation around him. And as he as he does step out, like uh, two more guards squeeze through the door and come through, and you can tell they you can see that they're carrying like giant crossbows uh, and everything. And so they all start kind of marching out. They basically surrounded him at this point, and they start marching out with him. Um, How many total? Six. Six, six total. Plus the one at the door, but he doesn't like follow. So. Easy peasy. You guys uh, follow along behind um, Graf or Braff. Graf. 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 Graf is his, his half brother. That's <laughs> um, like a on the family tree. His his little branch was just like placed on there. It was, uh, it was ah, glued on. Got it. <laughs> Grafted. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Originally from the house, yes. obviously. Mm-hmm. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you guys follow along. I'm gonna need if you guys are gonna follow him for too long. I'm gonna need stealth checks. I'm going on the roofs. Okay. So yeah, I'll need an acrobatics check. Are they taking like a main route, like on our main road, or are they doing a lot of like back turns and? They're just kind of. They're taking a main road. Okay. Twenty six on my acrobatics. Okay, and then give me yourself. How far? How far back would you have to be to avoid? Like a lot of stuff. Far enough that you couldn't see them. These they are pretty actively like these, these guards are not messing around. They are. Looking around. 18? 18. Yeah, you can follow along. Um, I'd like to do the same. Because Eve and I are not very quiet when no. it comes to. Nope. And how, how many people are on the streets? I mean, it's. It's three in the morning, on. right? Uh, yeah, there, there's not that many people on the streets. So okay. Anybody, anybody that they do see they, is, gets pretty heavily scrutinized. Um. Next question. Mm-hmm. How, like, I'm assuming the streets aren't particularly well lit, or are they, like, is it pretty dark? Like, uh, no. I'm, I mean, Terrabon City has a lot of like infrastructure with lights mm-hmm. and everything, so they do have like magical lanterns, or they have like lantern keepers that okay. go around okay. and ignite them. So it's not, it's not like it's a super dark. I mean, it's a little bit shadier part of town, so some of the lights may not be working, but uh, not nearly enough to be like, oh yeah, there you guys can go from shadow to shadow. Really okay. Easily. okay. 
I was just thinking about casting darkness. But so before we follow out. him, uh-huh. let's roll back just a minute. Sure. Um, you two are decent at stealth, right? Yep. So you try to do the roof stuff. Yep, I'm on the roof currently. Victor, if you could get ahead of him, perhaps. Lay some knives down. That's what I was thinking. Is do the same thing on the rooftop, but just try and get ahead You're of him. You're pretty decent at it. Sarah's pretty decent I'm at it. Okay. Oh. Not great. Um, why don't Eve and Bolt just not really care about stealth? Does that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. just kind of just walk together and, and fake chat like they're... They're all friends, you know. I'll, yeah. I'll join you guys because I, I have half plate, and that gives me disadvantage. Yeah. So. Maybe maybe I've got like an arm underneath both of your sure. armpits, and you guys are yeah. kind of swaying a little bit, and like, oh, let's get you to home, you know, type yeah. of a thing. You're the the DD. <laughs> yeah, but following maybe like thirty feet behind him, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that part. Okay. I'll mark it. Okay. Uh, so going ahead, I'm going to need an acrobatics and a stealth check from Victor. That is a 14 plus, so this is the acrobatics. 21. Uh, so that is, yeah, 21. And then... Okay. Are you 19. doing the roofs too? Or? 19, yeah. Oh, okay. Basically stuffing on the roofs. Okay, and yeah. Then, uh, so 29. you two are able to get ahead on either side of the roofs. Wait, night. And like, <laughs> as we're going and like, I'm like that didn't look doing fancy acrobatic. things and then looking yeah. over and like being like, your turn. Yeah, exactly. yeah, you guys are going back and forth and like, who can be the No, we're like, stealthier. I'm like rolling over a chimney quietly and landing and then like, they can see what he does. You can hear whispering, parkour, 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 hardcore, parkour. Yeah, so you guys are able to get ahead. You're able to set up as many of your knives as you want. I'll probably drop like four. Maybe Sarah can like kind of belt out six half giants and then a drinking song kind of loudly. Yellow, yellow. You know, just uh, yeah, I'll be singing Yellow, Yellow. Sung to Rebel, Rebel by David Bowie. (laughs) Yellow, yellow. But like, basically, like, if you're throwing your knives down, like, as soon as they get sort of near um, Victor's knives, I want to cast Darkness. Okay. Um, so what are you casting just on yourself or? Right, uh, from from the halberd. Okay. So when I, after I put my knives down, basically I'm gonna place them in the street, just kind of like laying in the street. Yeah. Um, and I want to kind of pull my, my cowl up. They need to be kind past of sit. Them, right? So the yeah, yeah, he's gonna, I'm gonna sit on the side of the road away from the knives and basically just pretend to be a beggar, like okay. a, a blind beggar. Yeah. So we'll say that, um, the point, we'll say that the point that you can cast darkness or that you do cast darkness would be when you, they've already passed by Beggar Victor. Um, and then, and then Ezra is set up like with the knives on the one side. And then um, like, as soon as you reach Victor, you can go ahead and cast darkness. Cool. And um, I think at that point, the guards are, they're, they're vigilant. You're still in front of them, right? Cause I, that's, that's what I was thinking is if you're on the other side, we can kind of flank them, not flanking rules, flank them, but. Yeah, yeah, like catch them from two sides yeah, rather sure than can escape, rather than let them pass you. Yeah, I'm, so I'm, I'm ahead, and uh, so I guess not. I'll be ahead. They'll I'll... just be on the sides, like so. It would be tables. It, and yeah, stuff. so it would be when you guys reach the knives. Right. That's yeah. When, when you you stay with the knives, and when I see you do that, I'll kind of move like two roofs ahead, so they can't really so escape. Would, perfect. If, if it's and you've got super range, so yeah. So I want to stay within like because we said thirty feet. I want to be able to chain whip. It's not one of them. Okay. And pull them in. Try to pull them towards us. Okay. 
uh, yeah, so we're going to go ahead, and the problem is these uh, these giants, specifically these half-giants, um, they are vigilant, so they cannot be surprised. Okay. So there will be no surprise round. Yep, this, that's fine, uh, that's fine, unfortunately. Uh, but you can definitely, like, you can definitely, like, rush forward as soon as the darkness kind of bursts out and this chain whip starts, like, coming forward. They shout an alarm and they bring, like, these big tower shields to bear. And uh, I want to cast chain whip, like, the split second before you cast darkness. Because otherwise yeah. I can't see out of it. Sure. Yeah. Right. Again, this it wouldn't be a surprise uh, round. You can't, so assuming you no, can't really... I win initiative. But I don't want any kind of, like, disadvantage or anything. Yeah. For no. being in the well, so if the initiative dictates that he goes first, then I guess it doesn't really matter. Right? Because oh, we don't have a surprise round. Yeah. Unless yeah. He, and like, so you'll you have to go away. So again, like because you can't get a surprise round, darkness will have to be on your first turn. Good. Yeah. Um, so whoever goes first, gotcha. and uh, just to reiterate, casting or like attacking something outside the darkness doesn't impose disadvantage or advantage All because right. they can't see you. Because they can't see them either. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so against what I thought was going to happen tonight, let's go ahead and get into combat. <laughs> <laughs> Never plan stuff. Hi, everybody. Uh, Corey from the future here. This episode had a lot of issues uh, technically, and unfortunately, as part of those technical issues that we encountered, uh, we lost the combat. Pretty much all of the combat that we ended up doing at the end of this episode was um, corrupted or destroyed in some manner or another. I blame Dr. Chaos, but other people just think it was technical issues. Um, so instead of giving you a piecemeal combat kind of half life thing uh we're instead going to present you with a recap of said combat uh from bolt's perspective because there are a few interesting things that happened and it was a rather intense battle uh, i hope you enjoy and hopefully next time we'll have everything sorted out so that you can experience everything in full sometimes things don't go according to plan the plan was simple ezra and victor slipped ahead of braff greenwood and his guards with the Knife Dancer weaving through the alleys and Artushan Archer racing silently along the rooftops of Terabon. Meanwhile, I acted as the caring guardian for Eve and Ceridon, supporting the pair as if I were taking them home after a long night of drinking. When Ceridon saw Victor waiting up ahead, she rushed forward, Craggy already spilling darkness to form her usual protective spell as she charged six half-giants and the noble. But our little surprise was not to be. The guards were vigilant enough to react quickly. One, wielding a sword far larger than the half-elf he was attacking, rushed to meet her, slicing in before her darkness could finish forming. Then they were covered in the inky royal, along with the two guards wielding crossbows that may as well have been gnomish ballista. The rest of the party didn't hesitate, thankfully. Eve charged in, her sword drawn and her determination set. I do envy Eve's ability to fight without the need for sight. Perhaps I should work to make sure Sarai's darkness does not hinder my own ability to protect my friends. Victor recalled several of his knives that had been set up between him and his foes, drawing the ire of one of the guards as he did so. Victor has reflexes far above most, but sometimes even he can be slashed by a blade. When that blade is set with the force of a ten-foot-tall half-giant, a single hit can be devastating. That was the last I saw before I put the darkness between us. I moved in, my chain extended, I struck out into the darkness grateful for such large opponents. Even without being able to see them, I could easily crack my chain above the heads of my allies and slash my foes. I heard the twang of an arrow before a burst of orange energy flooded around the darkness. Ezra had entered the fray, striking the center of the bunched up group in the hopes of striking our true target. 
Incapacitating Braff before he had a chance to react would have been a great boon. A second explosion followed shortly behind the first. Practice shots from our swift Tushin. I also heard the twang of crossbows as the guards returned fire on Ezra. They were unable to see him, but their large bolts were destructive enough that accuracy was not as important as it should have been. There was shouting from the guards, Braff commanding them to do something I could not hear. Then the shuffling of feet. I brought my shield to bear in anticipation of the wave of steel that was about to crash down on the three of us, but none came. Instead, there was another slash, and suddenly the darkness around us dissipated. The song of the choir interrupted. I saw that Braff and three of the guards had slipped down a side alley, retreating, while the other giants covered their escape. One of the crossbowmen had pulled out a large spear and dropped Saradan, a lucky strike that broke her spell and sent her to the ground, bloodied. I moved in and slammed my fist into the guard, the thundering strike causing small echoes to ripple across the armor and hinder the giant. Eve fell back, watching as the other crossbowmen, now unhindered by the darkness, lined up and delivered a devastating blow against Ezra, knocking the archer out of the fight. He would have fallen to the ground below if his leg had not been caught in a chimney chute. It looked horribly wrenched, but it was keeping him from clattering to the pavement below. I took stock of Victor, who slashed at the guard he was fighting once before falling backwards into the waters that ran through Terrabon. I could see the logic, hoping to use the river to carry him downstream and away from his foe. But these trained warriors did not miss a step. A swift slash down into the canal from the half-giant was followed by a spray of blood, and Victor was down for the count. I hoped he wasn't dead. I had to turn my attention back to the spearmen, stepping in to cover Saradan while Eve used the power of her gods to revive him. The giant drove his spear towards me, and I brought my shield up, as I had a hundred times before. I guess a hundred times was the limit for my shield, though, as the mighty blow from the giant was stopped but left my defense cracked and broken, crumbling away from my arm. In just a few short moments, our ambush had become a massacre. Half of my friends were down for the count, and Eve and I were looking a little better. As the giant reared back again, ready to slam his spear through me much as he had Zaradan, I felt it. A desperate need, not to flee or to enact vengeance. A need to protect my friends with all the strength of my being. These four misfits, who had already helped me unlock so much about myself, needed my help, and I would do nearly anything to help them. And something responded. A flash of light burst from my personally made bag of holding, its glow flaring throughout the night. At the same time, I felt my chest open up and a burst of magic stream forth. I could feel the emotion again stream out. The despair that I was feeling rushed forward and encompassed the giants in front of me, slowing their movements and knocking them off their rhythm. The spearman slipped in his grip just enough that I could dodge out of the way. Meanwhile, Saradon was rising, her eyes flaring with rage. The other crossbowman pulled a spear as well from his back, stabbing forward to stop her before she could re-enter the fight. Without realizing it, I moved to intercept. It was habit to bring my shield arm up, to protect my ally despite the lack of cover for myself but something about that glow made me realize that I could still protect my friends. Liquid metal flowed from the bag as I moved, the brilliant light of the old steel I had kept on my person dulling and transforming into my own personal magic. The metal flowed up my body, then down my arm and solidified it into a new shield, one infused with magic that would let me spare my friends some pain. The shield absorbed the blow meant for Saradon, sending the bottled energy of the blow my direction instead. It was painful, but manageable when compared to the alternative. The guard was so rattled that Saradon was easily able to dodge the other strikes, her royal of shadow reforming as she became a singing whirlwind of death. Eve, seeing that Saradon was safe,
took off across the nearby bridge, her eyes locked upon Ezra's dangling form. I watched the cat-like grace at which she jumped from crates to the roof of the building. She was truly skilled, and her goddesses made her even more so. I hung back, whipping my chain and providing what cover and aid I could to the cacophony in the darkness. The third half-giant marched into it as well, but the repeated cursing and grunts of pain had me believe that Saradan was once again in her element. Then I spotted the bobbing form of Victor in the river. I rushed to the water and pulled him from the canal. He was in bad shape, water in his lungs, blood on his stomach, but nothing that my own power couldn't help mend. I infused him with healing magic, sending him into a coughing fit before he thanked me and stood weakly. Then his blades were around him again as he dove into the darkness with Ceridon, eager to enact his own personal form of revenge. Before long, it was over. The shouting stopped and the shadows dissipated, leaving only the natural dark of early morning in its wake. Ceridon and Victor were bloodied and barely standing, but the half-giant guards were in a heap around them. Eve helped a limping Ezra back to the group, all of us tired and aching from effort. Then we started to hear new, distant shouts. The city guards of House Whitetail were approaching, drawn, no doubt, by the commotion. With no other recourse, we made as quick a retreat as we could, fleeing back towards the Satin Cat. I am loath to put this burden on Chan Chin, but we couldn't very well lead the guards to our patron, and we had nowhere else to go. As we moved, my shield began to liquefy again. I worried that the magic of the old steel was spent, but when the metal flowed around my left arm and solidified again, I knew that it was magic that I could call upon when needed. And I had no doubt that I would, sooner or later. Bolt.